Black Doctors Podcast, Season 6. Wow. And so losing two people, we were all the same age, had the same life experiences, and they both weren't here anymore within like a yeah. one or two week time. And I remember mm-hmm. sitting there and just thinking like, man, they worked so hard to get to where they were mm-hmm. and it's gone now. Yeah. Why am I, why am I killing myself for this? Exactly. Yeah. And we're back another week, another episode of the Black Daughters Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Steven, your host. Um, I, I am a board-certified anesthesiologist. This week, we continue the conversation with Dr. Nate Jones. He is a pediatric emergency medicine physician. We are talking about burnout. It is an issue that affects medical students, pre-medical students, residents, fellows, even attending physicians. We are all dealing with increased stressors from work, from the politics and stuff we see in the news. And how do we navigate the burnout that we're experiencing? How do we deal with these issues and move on? What can we do to protect ourselves from being burnout and maintain some semblance of normalcy? We started this conversation last week and we're gonna jump right in and pick up where we left off. First, a word from our sponsors and we'll start with the second half of this conversation on burnout. This podcast is sponsored by Pictmonic. In 2011, two medical students came up with the ingenious idea to combine medical education with unforgettable characters and ridiculously memorable stories. Featuring over 35,000 high-yield facts and graphics, Pictmonic has helped over 600,000 students improve exam scores and perform better clinically. Pictmonic has resources for pre-med and medical students, as well as other healthcare professions. Check out the show notes for a link to their website. Mention the podcast when you subscribe. With Pickmonic, you can study less, but remember more. My first kind of recollection of burnout was we were at, we were at University of Chicago. Um, two things happened. One of the uh, surgery residents passed away. Oh, um, that's right. I remember that, yeah. Just, just suddenly. Didn't wake yep. up one morning. Mm-hmm. And right behind that, I had a good friend uh, at residency in New York, and she called me and one of her co-residents, who I we'd known from medical school, also mm-hmm. didn't wake up. Wow. And so losing two people, we were all the same age, had the same life experiences, and they both weren't here anymore within like a yeah. one or two week time. And I remember mm-hmm. sitting there and just thinking like, man, they worked so hard to get to where they were. Mm-hmm. And it's gone now. Yeah. Why am I? Why am I killing myself for this? Exactly. Yeah. And I had really worked hard in residency. You know, I'm looking at my evaluations now. Like my evaluations were up, down, mostly mm-hmm. below my peers. But I'd gained enough social capital. I'd worked hard enough in residency. I'd done well enough in the infant exams that I had the leeway to just check out. Yeah. And for about four or five months, if you remember, that's when I was remodeling my uh, my kitchen and my condo. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, I yeah. unplugged. I said, yeah. I, I can't, I cannot just keep pushing through. I need to mm-hmm. rest and recharge. Now, on the yeah. flip side, right, I still had to go to work every day and do anesthesia and yeah. not kill people and, and perform. Yeah. So I performed yeah. clinically, but the extra stuff, the research product, all that extra stuff. If, if it was extra, yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't study for the training exam. I yeah. just went home and remodeled my kitchen. And that was my first yeah. time. Like I had been pushed to the point where I needed to step away. Mm-hmm. And I was at a point where I could step away without yeah. uh, significantly impacting my future and my career. Um, yeah. I think that was just a really pivotal, pivotal 
yeah. moment for me and, and really understanding what, what burnout was and realizing that I'd probably been burnt out from way before. Yeah. I just couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting about what you said about that is that like, isn't it interesting that we don't even think we could have called ourselves burnt out early on. It's felt like it was almost like that's the right, like that you have, you have the privilege to even be able to apply to medical school, the privilege to even be stressed out that you're in medical school and not even think of the idea that like, no, like th- maybe it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> maybe, maybe, it shouldn't, maybe, maybe, maybe it shouldn't be this bad. Maybe it should be like, I mean, I had a, I had a classmate in med school who had a heart attack, like literally Oof. in his twenties in med school. And I'm like, this is crazy. Stress. Um, it's stress, but I would never have called myself burnt out in med school because Again, this goes back to what we talked about earlier about like that shared idea that we were all stressed. So we were all like, you know, so it's like, was this normal? We're all supposed to be stressed yeah. out. Like we're all supposed to be losing our hair and having heart attacks. Like that's not okay. Um, it's <laughs> no. not okay at all. Like we're 27 years old. What the hell? Uh, it's not okay. Now I got wrinkles I'll never get rid of. So it's, it's yeah. that's not okay. It's gray. It's gray in my beard now that, yeah, my buddy uh, CJ, who just finished his, his ortho appellate show, we took a picture uh, that ran to him. He's from Howard and he was heading yeah. out of the University of Chicago. He, we, we were out a couple days later. He's like, hey, man, look at that picture. You see all that gray in our beard? And I was like, yeah, man, it's crazy. <laughs> Old time has flown. Time flies by. It flies by. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard about that. I think the thing about burnout that I think that I always wish someone would have told me about it is that, like, it's okay. And only okay. It's also necessary to do what you just said to do is that step back, right? Yeah. And find that space and find that place where you're just like, Yo, I'm. I, this has nothing to do with medicine, you know. Um, people oftentimes even think about like taking time off from residency or, or taking um, time off from medical school. I mean, I don't. I don't. I think everyone's situation is unique and individualistic, but I think it's important to understand where your limits are, and that like it shouldn't be your health should never be currency for you to get your yeah. medical degree or to get through residency or fellowship or attending hood. It's not. It's not worth. None of it's worth it. It's not worth it at the end of the day. Not. <laughs> it's not worth it. Nope. I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm discouraging people from going to medical school. But like, <laughs> I, think, but I think I love what I do. I think it's, it's getting fun. better as like yeah. the next generation, like as we become mm-hmm. attendees and we're like, yo, we were mm-hmm. mad burnt out. How can I yeah. fix this for those coming behind me? There's like increased focus on wellness, but not like the BS yeah. pizza party wellness. Like for me, from, from my experience, yeah. Nobody, and I can't blame my attendings, right? Because I, I didn't come to work and be like, oh, I just lost two friends. But um, yeah, yeah. I can't blame them because they didn't mm-hmm. know. And I didn't yeah. tell them. But yeah. when people talk about checking in, you know, you have your your faculty mentor, your program director, and like, Nate, how's, yeah, how's, how's everything going? I mean, they ain't trying to yeah. hear all that. Usually. No, they're not. <laughs> they really are not. <laughs> really are not. <laughs> but but for me, I yeah. tried to really model that with the residents that I worked with in yeah. the Navy. I was hard. Yeah. I, I was an A hole. But when I, I asked I, I them, like, I cannot imagine <laughs> you. You, I could never imagine. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I, I was hard clinically. Yeah. Like I wanted them to be the best yeah. they could be. But when I asked yeah. them, like, I remember we were inducing a patient, and one of my senior residents was like, "Health of a junior." His yeah. phone rang. He looked at it and then like kept going. And then it rang a second time back to back. I was like, hey, man, do you, like, do you need to take that? Because I'm, yeah. you know, I'm obviously more than capable of starting this case with, with the resident. Yeah. He's like, oh, uh, it, it might be my wife. Maybe her water broke. I was like, boy, if you don't step oh, out of this no. operating room, if you don't go to if see you your don't family right now yeah, and yeah, take yeah, care yeah, of your yeah. family. And, and yes. I am able to allow them to yes. prioritize what's important. Yes, yes, 
I, I tell my residents all the time, we have our pre-shift like spiels that we give. And I always tell them, like, listen, at the end of the day is eat lunch, eat breakfast, go to the bathroom, like take a break if you need to. Like the show will go on. Like we will, oh, yeah. we will push through. We will push through. It will be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> like, um, yeah. and I think also like uh, as an attending, I think burnout is a little bit different. Um, like clinically, I don't, Clearly, I'm stressed because of just like just making sure that things are going well, but also just like I don't feel I'm. I like to believe I'm more efficient now because I know what I need to know. I know what I need to ask. I know what I need to order. I know like I know these things. Whereas the resident, I'm like, so did I ask the right questions? Did I presented correctly? Did I, right. you know, did I order the right? T-? Like now, I'm just like, hmm. I don't. I try to sweat the small <laughs> stuff. Like it's not. Everyone's gonna be fine. Everybody calm down. Everybody calm right. down. But I, I always, I always wonder. Big, like, big picture. Big picture, yeah. And the day is like, is, is the patient okay? Yeah, then, we'll, then we're going to be fine. Everybody relax, relax. <laughs> so yeah, so I don't know about all that. You know, you know, we should try an actual like a prelude to a commercial break. <laughs> like you never like to add to any of these damn episodes. I told you, I told you, I'm editing these these podcasts at yes. eleven forty five at night. I, I see. I like, you do the best. <laughs> and, and you do you the best hear it too. you can. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And now we're going to hear from Stephen about these ads and break. <laughs> oh, kidding. Except, except we're um, probably 35 minutes in and I put the ads in 30 minutes. So, Oh, see, see now we should do timers. See, this is why we should do timers. This is helpful. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's... <laughs> I always listen to it. I'm like... Do, 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 do. Hey there, listener. There you go. If you notice an improvement <laughs> in the quality of the Black Matters podcast, you could thank uh, Nate Jones, our... What's your creative director, producer, executive? I, I, I don't think I'm, I think I'm, I'm producer, spiritual guide. I don't know what you want to call me. <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. We're working, no, on, I'm working kidding. on titles. No, yeah. Has, no, I, I, he, yeah. No, I feel it's funny. I, I think your wife and I, um, <laughs> I don't know if oh. like to have her name out there. <laughs> like, she's, <laughs> she's like paranoid. I don't know what I can say. I just give her a pseudonym. We should like give her a different name. No, I'm kidding. Your wife and I uh, laugh about you all the time because I'm always like, how does he even do all these things? Like, how is he making music? How is he writing? Barely. Making a website, podcast, all these things. And I'm just like, barely. you know what I do? I barely can like, you know, shower and like wash my ass. And like, how am I supposed to be able to like, you know, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to do any of these things? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, how do you, how do you do this? Um, but, but I mean, but that's, 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 that's the thing though. I think that like, I don't know. I mean, in some ways writing to me, even working on this podcast to me is a way of being that burnout because it's something that I actually enjoy too. I mm-hmm. enjoy doing. Um, and it's not always tied to my clinical work. Like it's like, yeah, the break between those things are helpful. I mean, I know about you, but like for me, that's that, it's that break. It's that like, oh, I can do something that's not just seeing patients. Like I'm not mm-hmm. a cog in this machine of like healthcare. So yeah, I you have that. to have a hobby. I think that's been the key. Like I've always, it's not that I'm escaping from one thing to another. It's that I genuinely enjoy doing both. I love mm-hmm. doing anesthesia. You know, somebody said it'd be work. So the other thing I do is kind of like these little mantras because I okay, sit there okay. and thought, you know, I sit there and think to myself, yeah. like the mind is super powerful. So if I just tell myself that something is is awesome, like everything is awesome, yeah. everything it's going to be that way. So whatever that yeah. phrase, if you, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. I was like, mm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep saying that. Um, I'm going to yeah. convince myself I love what I do. And unfortunately, yeah. I love what you I do. do. Love what you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's actually, I mean, there's a lot of power in positive thinking. And I think that's why people who are, who are more optimistic, like live longer, have less health issues, all that good, all that good stuff. I wish I could do the same. I'm, I'm working on it. My therapist and I are working on it. It's a, it's an ongoing process, but I think, 
that's a lot of power and thought, right? And I think that's why I think when it comes to like burnout, how do you beat burnout? That's the biggest thing. Like we're talking yeah. about like how we kind of prevent it, but like how do you beat it? How do you how do you get up from out from under it? And it's a it's a it's a daily thing because the system isn't going to change tomorrow. So that means they put the onus on resiliency on the individual, and that becomes yeah. you know a hard a hard thing to do. So I, I don't know how, how do you erase yourself? How do you get yourself out of yeah. that burnout? And I think you 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 mentioned it with the the hobbies. Whether you like to write, God, yeah. I hate writing. I've been trying to mm-hmm. do it because I need to because I'm like active mission. But I love music, obviously, and like yeah. like in med school, I played at my church twice a month and I would always have some kind of escape. Not that I was running to it, but it's something that would use kind of both sides of your brain. Like you're doing so much Mm -hmm. clinical stuff, clinical stuff. And then whatever it is, if you're making jewelry, if, if you're just scrolling through Instagram now with that, I mean, I think people get kind of jaded. You see what everybody else is doing. And then, you know, that can worsen your burnout. Everybody's living their best life. Yeah. So with perspective, you know, just have have a hobby and and don't feel like you need to have a side hustle. Like there's no side hustle culture. Like if you're not making money when you sleep and have two or three jobs, like, yes. uh, And again, I say this having a podcast. Yes. But this is not a a side hustle for me. Yeah. Yeah. This is something that I I truly believe in. I'm fortunate that so many people have have come along. Right. I wouldn't if I had been talking for 150 episodes, then you probably wouldn't be listening Mm -hmm. to us right now. But other yeah. people have helped me in this passion project. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't get, yeah, that, that whole side hustle, second job, man, if that'd be best. Well, life. everyone's like, you have to be this plus this plus this mm-hmm. plus this. It's like, no, you don't. You actually could just be a physician in which you see patients and you go mm-hmm. home and live your life. And that is yeah. completely okay. Not only is it okay, it's actually a glorious. It's amazing. <laughs> people oh, yeah. like, honestly, I think we're, we're oftentimes bred and, and trained to believe in like the academic way of life is the only way of yeah. life. If you're not an academic doctor, mm-hmm. then why are you why are you practicing type of thing? Like, it must be one of those community doctors. I'm like, everybody calm down. Like, like people actually doctor. love, people have a, there are some amazing doctors out there who do not work in academic spaces at all and literally love their life and make more money in doing it. So, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's my little, that's a little angry. Um, <laughs> that's what I like. But it so, can be, it, well, yeah. the, the world is your oyster. Mm-hmm. That is true. It is. It is. It's how, open, so, how it's do you, so how do you avoid burn as an attending, right? You have yeah. made it. You can do whatever you want to do. So, so yeah. But how do you avoid burnout? Hey there. I hope you're enjoying listening to the show. I want to take a minute to talk about TrueLearn and thank them for sponsoring the Black Doctors podcast. TrueLearn is a medical exam preparation company that helps you outperform on your boards. If you are a medical student or resident physician, you should definitely check out their products. If you sign up, please use the code BDPODCAST and you'll get a discount. They have resources for both DO students as well as MD students and even physician assistants. When it comes to residency licensure, they offer question banks for over eight different specialties. TrueLearn gives analytics that give you insight into your study habits, your question responses, and tracks you along with your peers. Students and residents average 20% improvements after completing a TrueLearn smart bank. Check them out at truelearn.com. And again, remember to use the code BDPODCAST to receive your special discount. Now back to the show. So how do you avoid, as an attending, right? You have made it you can do whatever you want to do. So, so yeah. but how do you avoid burnout? 
Uh, I set boundaries. I, I, mm-hmm. And I'm learning to be, to be more hard on those boundaries. Um, and I set boundaries clinically. Um, and I set boundaries uh, in my other academic areas. And by and for example, like for for like if I'm seeing patients, right? And I work I work eight hour shifts. I refuse to say stay later for like notes and things that don't directly pertain to patient care. Unless like if I'm admitting you or if I'm transferring you, like everything's gonna be finished for you. But like the other kids, like the kids I sent home, those kids, like the colds and all that stuff. But my goal is to finish all my work by the time I go home because I'm only paid for the eight hours that I'm here. No, that's um, and so like for me, like if that means that like I have to stop seeing patients sooner to make sure that all my notes are done so I can leave early for the time that I'm paid for, then that then that's what I'll do. I don't I don't like the idea and nor do I believe people should subscribe to the idea that they should be sacrificing themselves for the the the, the good. Like like we're like, yeah. like physicians need to be altruistic when the people who run hospitals are not. So I don't know why mm-hmm. that's like why why is the weight of us of the good? Why does the weight fall onto us? And it falls on this undue it's undue hardship for a lot of people. I don't believe people should be staying late for shifts. Um, I don't believe people should be working working harder than what they're paid for. Where our time yeah. is money, and we need to spend time with our family and with ourselves, and making sure that we can get up for the next day to continue to see patients. Because if we burn ourselves out early in our careers then I ain't going to be seeing patients in the next five years. Right. And if I don't set those boundaries, then that's likely to happen. So those, those, that's one of the examples. There's a lot of other things I do that like I keep to myself. Some people don't know. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> My employer listens to this. You guys edit this part. Right. No. <laughs> no, no. But there are other things that like that you just learn to do that you're like, you know, for me, what makes me happy is that like I like the idea, like I like to go to happy hours or like I like to mm-hmm. go out. And so I know people that I will go out and hang out with and I'll text and be like, hey, do you want to hang out? And like that is, but I'll make sure I have time. I'll make sure I'm home for that. I'm not going to miss that because I have to do something else that's not directly tied to someone else's well-being. Because I don't believe in sacrificing yourself for everything. It's not, you, yeah. you only got so much. You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't do all that stuff. That's right. So, so. Um, yeah, setting boundaries is huge. Because as an attending, especially if you, you stay academic or you go to the hospital, yeah. one thing to remember, if, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Um, mm-hmm. And everything has a value. So I was in yeah. the Navy. I went in as a lieutenant and got promoted to lieutenant commander after a year. But to promote in the military, like you have to do X, Y, and Z. There's a whole thing. Like you mm-hmm. go to different duty assignments. You take on projects. So as a physician, you'll be like the grand rounds coordinator for the hospital and mm-hmm. yep. the QI part. And you're doing all this extra stuff. And for me, I knew I wasn't going to be able to promote to that next rank anyways. So why am I going to work towards promoting if I'm not going to promote? Yeah. Um, yeah. Why am I going to? And they're like, oh, we can earn a ribbon. I was like, well, how much do you get for a ribbon? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and so people looking at oh, you because no. like I was a, like a, a, you know, moderately ranked officer. I was a middle row with mm-hmm. like two ribbons. I'm mm-hmm. not working hard to get a ribbon. I'm going to be out of the Navy in four years. Same yeah. thing with your hospital systems, whether you go into yes. academic medicine Yep. You're going to go to an academic department and they're going to want you to, you know, most academic, a lot of academic places are short staffed and they're going to ask yeah. you to do so much more beyond just anesthesia or emergency medicine. Oh, can you join this committee? Can you yeah. Yeah. teach the medical students? Can you be in charge of this rotation? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? And then you find yourself at home post call if you take, if you're mm-hmm. like an actual specialty that takes call. Um, yeah. You know, emergency medicine does like four hour shifts. Um, but you find yourself at home. Doing this extra work, you're like, why? Why am I doing this? Mm. Just say no. That's the power. That's the power of no, right? There's that. Po- there's that power and the ability to say, 
no, I don't, I don't want to do this. And that's what you, you, and sometimes you feel like you can't. And I think that is hard sometimes. Um, yeah. But there's oftentimes you, you, there's that power and ability to be like, actually, no. And I always, I always tell this to tell a lot of people I mentor is that like, if set your, set your own mission and plan, right? Exactly. Your own idea. Like, what do you stand for? And does this project, does this task, does this committee fall in line to what you are passionate about? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, then say yes. If the answer is no, then say no. If the answer is yes, but I don't have time, it's still no. Like, like yeah. the other days, like it can't. I say yes to so many things because I'm so passionate and I about like like health equity and all these things. Like I want to do all these things. But then I learned, especially when I was midway through fellowship, I was like, yo, I said yes to like 20 million projects. I'm working nonstop and I got to see patients. It's, it's a lot. And so yeah. now what I do, my first year as an attending, I took, I took on no responsibility with anything. Okay. I finished all the projects I did in fellowship and I just, and I just handled everything. And now I'm in my second year and I'm like, oh, now I have this like new bandwidth of things that like, I have a fresh slate. I can start doing things and start saying yes to things. Mm-hmm. And I've said no to certain things that like literally are my, my passion projects. But like, I know that the, system in which I'll be working under and the resources I have won't be conducive to what I want the product to look like. So I'll, you, it, it's got to be within line with what your mission is and what, what your spirit tells you inside, because otherwise like you're going to, you're going to fall through the cracks of what everything else is going on. So yeah, you're just going to be unhappy. You're going to feel heavy. Just, and like, so I, you know, I'm a minimalist. Um, that's another <laughs> topic for another day. Loosely, 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 loosely defined minimalist. Yes. But yes. what first okay. got me into this, there's a book called Essentialism. And mm. and when you start reading the book, part of the, one of the first things that the, the author brings up is learning to say no. And oh, okay. eventually it feels so wrong. It feels like you're being a slacker. It feels like you're yeah. not being a team player. But yeah. according to him, you know, I took it with a grain of salt and it seemed to work out. Yeah. Once you start saying no, that perspective shifts from one of, um, you know, looking down on you to people looking up at you because, yeah. oh, the things that you say yes to, you do really well on. And yeah. now we respect your time. You said no, no, no. We're yeah. going to respect you for that because we we see what you're, what you're doing. And it really shifts that perspective. Yeah. yeah. But also, it shifts your perspective in a way that shows you because you because in the stuff you actually show up to, mm-hmm. you actually can give yourself one hundred percent of the time. When you say yes to everything, your bandwidth is so limited that, like, even if it's something that you're really passionate about, you can't even give yourself like ten percent, twenty percent of what you're doing. Right. When really, this project demands like you know one hundred percent of your time. Um, so I found that like the projects that like I've actually said yes to after saying no to a bunch of other things, I've done so much better in them because I'm not tied to like 20 million different directions because I feel like I need to show up for this because I want to look like this and I want people to perceive me as X, Y, Z. And at the end of the day is that like, I, I that's one of the things about being, I guess being an attending that has helped is that like, I know who I am as a person. I know what I can do. I know what, I, I know what I've accomplished. I know what my CV says. I know what it's about to say. And I, and I know where I'm going. And I think that that security allows me to be like, all right, Yes to this, no to this, and please don't ever ask me to ever do that ever again. So those okay. things, those, those <laughs> things, okay. those things, I've had those before. I was like, I can't believe you're asking me to do that. But like those, those things are like what I what I go for. And I also learned that certain things don't serve you all the time either. There are things I've been a part of that no longer serve the purpose that I'm doing right now. And I think I'm learning to figure out like either how to work them into my life and how to say no to them sometimes. Um, yeah. And so we... it's, it's a process. It's a process. We all have 24 hours in a day. Yes. And no man got no more, no man, woman, they, them, anyone else, anything else. <laughs> You're out of that part out. That's terrible. <laughs> Nobody, so. 
no no person has any more time than that. We and we all have to sleep. I don't know how yeah. many hours you think you need to sleep, but uh, everyone needs to sleep. Everyone needs to eat. Everyone needs to breathe. Everyone needs to feel like a human being. And if you feel you're being dehumanized by the process in which you're under, really rethink the process in which you're under, and don't think and don't place the blame immediately upon yourself. That's the biggest advice I put on people. Like, don't say it's because. I, like I said before, I have bad coping skills, or, I, or I'm just I'm weak, or whatever. Like I, I don't identify with struggle type of stuff, and I should be better than what I am. No, like at the end of the day, is that like you are who you are, and the system is a system in which you're under, and you will survive it. But also know there's a cost, whatever that you do, and just try to find. I mean, especially when it comes to being a black doctor, is that like the networks is what saves mm-hmm. saves the soul, like. That that transparency we talked about before, where we're when I'm when I was when I was in med school, we had it was me and a group of, of four of the five of the black black students, oh, no. and we what? But it's only four or five. <laughs> we were more at <laughs> the school, but like the class, I, mean, I didn't go to Howard. I, I, I oh, okay. so I, I wasn't, 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 wasn't I wasn't that lucky. I literally, <laughs> but I mean, I had I had really I mean, we had a core of about like five of us, and and I think there was so much transparency of like you know I studied I didn't study or like I got I did well I didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it felt like oh, I can like I can take this mask off and I can go into the into the study group and be like yo that test was hard and I won't have someone be like it was hard for you yeah. like, well, it was easy for me <laughs> like I was a breeze it's like no <laughs> I hate those people those people were fucking those people were terrible oh, man um but like that is the those are the people like that saves you from burnout too is the network I think being black and being in medicine helps you so much more because the networks. Mm-hmm. Uh, every other black doctor, I don't care if you're a pre-med to an, an attending to, you know, uh, NPP, anyone. If you're a person of color in medicine, there's like, there's this connection where you're just like, it's almost like the nod. You know, when you walk to the hallway and you, you give each other the nod, it's like, yeah, we're in this system together and we're going to yeah. get through this together. And I, and I always urge, especially those who are listening, who are going through the period, especially because right now, now is a period where people are like, like, especially if you're starting like residency or med school or any new thing, it's like, that honeymoon phase is probably like right around now, the July, August <laughs> period. By end of September, <laughs> when things are getting cold and dark, things change. And I think like find your network, find your people. And and if you don't have in your and within your space, you know, there's spaces to find online. I mean, I feel like even the Black Doctor podcast community, I feel like trying to figure out and like coordinating that and community and connecting people. I think, you know, there are definitely places, there are definitely students and people out there in these like Spaces where, you know, people of color don't exist and our people of color don't look like, people who look like them don't exist in their spaces. And it's about finding it. Luckily, we have the internet and social media helps and, yeah. you know, trying to figure it out. But yeah, networks, boundaries, saying no, all of the above. <laughs> Do all of it. <laughs> Do the best, yeah. the best of your ability. So, yeah. Well, my uh, cup is dry. Your drink is on. Look at that. Wow. We got you through a whole, what was that, a double <laughs> shot of uh, whiskey? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, that's how I beat burnout, Nate. So I see. Listen, I am all for whatever anyone needs to do as long as it's not with an excess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, moderation. Moderation, moderation, moderation is it's all good, Mr. Minimalist. Yes. Oh, man. So, yeah. So good talk. This, good talk. This was, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate again because I'm a very, uh, I'm very stiff and awkward. Uh, usually that's, what I'm that's talking about. That's actually, that's actually not true. Because <laughs> I've, I've, you've been able to carry this podcast by yourself for quite some time. So g- give yourself the credit because you, you, oh, well. I would not have been able to do what you've been able to do. So that's... You're a perfectionist. 
I'm you're a perfectionist. I am not a well, actually, I'm a perfectionist, but, I'm but, a, I, but because I'm a because 145 I'm editing the podcast episode is <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, but it's fine because it works. At the end of the day, it, it, did the podcast get published? It did, so there you go. Do, are people still listening? We hope so. We're not talking about still listening. If you're listening, oh. leave us a, a five star review. <laughs> Below, we're on every single platform you can imagine we exist, um, and we love a review. Five stars, yeah. give it. Hey, if you think it's a one star, give it a one star. We love to know why it's a one star, but you know, yeah. but try not to do that because we're trying yeah, to. We're don't, trying to. Don't we're trying give to. us a one star. Just, just send us a DM expressing exactly. your sentiments. Exactly. Send it to Steven. Don't send it to me. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Uh, Nate, well, uh, let us know what you think about these candid conversations with Nate and Steve. I don't know if you're going to call it that or not. Are you going to call it Steven? Do you call yourself Steve? Is that what you go by? I mean, I go by Steven, but but Nate and Steven. Steven and Nate. Steven and Nate. Nate and Steve. Yeah. Nate and Steve. But you're not Steve. I feel like I was like, who the fuck is Steve? Who have I been talking to this last hour? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll work on the, uh, the, the we'll title. <laughs> yeah, good good conversations. Good conversations. More to come. More people. Yeah. More episodes. More interesting topics to talk about. Super if exciting. you want to participate, again, you can visit the website. There's a share the mic icon. I think we're like four months in and nobody's used it. Um, actually, well, uh, I think, I think, used well you know what? There you go. And I think what was, what's really great is, yeah, how about for the next time, if you guys share the mic, tell us how you beat burnout. How do you survive this? How do you get through the mm-hmm. system? And we'd love to let us share your tips with everyone else who's listening. Ding. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Check, we go. check us All out right. uh, next week, next month, whenever uh, I get around to posting uh, more episodes. Uh, hopefully you learned something about overcoming and beating burnout. Hopefully you learned that it's not something that you have to deal with in isolation us mm-hmm. two very successful, uh, very attractive black physicians. <laughs> just, uh, just crushing the game, yeah. just crushing everything. We yep. have no problems. Struggles, um, we don't even know what struggle is. Yep. <laughs> um, you can make oh, it, you man. can too. Exactly, uh, tune in, exactly. tune in next time to the Black Daughters Podcast because representation matters. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Black Doctors Podcast. We definitely appreciate your support. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following. If you haven't already, go ahead and leave a review and or a comment. We opened up our inbox, our voicemails to hear about how you navigated burnout and how you um, experienced burnout. No voicemails yet. Maybe someday somebody will use that link on the website, theblackdoorspodcast.com, where you can share the mic and record an audio clip that can be featured in an episode of the show. We did, however, receive a couple of messages. Um, This one from... Josh, who simply said, thank you so much for talking about this important issue. It is something that I have experienced in college while taking my pre-medical courses and preparing to apply for medical school. I will use this information and continue to try and maintain balance and avoid being burnt out as I start my career in medicine. So thank you so much for that message, that comment. Uh, If you uh, like what you hear, please go ahead and reach out. Always love hearing from you. Send us a message on our Instagram at the Black Irish Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing and following so you can see what we're up to. Or send a voice message online at www.theblackdoutterspodcast.com. There's a recurring theme with all of our socials. Tune in next week. We're going to uh, hear from a subspecialized physician, a neurologist, 
She has an amazing perspective on life. We share a lot. And then looking forward to next month, we have an incredible, incredible lineup. We are going to partner with the Tour for Diversity. It's an organization that is doing incredible work to increase diversity in the healthcare workforce. And we are going to share our platform and they're going to take over. You're going to hear from a lot of incredible physician mentors and hear a completely different perspective. Tune in next week and then tune in next month to hear from the Tour for Diversity. I'm Stephen, your host of the Black Doctors podcast. Thank you for listening because representation matters.